Hey everybody, welcome to episode 54 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. Today... Episode 54, we are talking searching. With Harold. <laughs> Harold and Kumar. Yes. Oh, well, you could have gone with uh, Sulu. Yes, but then you have two choices there. There's only one well, Harold. That's true. <laughs> so we talked about this in the preview, but just a quick recap. After his 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to look for clues to find her. A thriller that unfolds entirely on computer screens. And kudos to them. They, they stuck with it. They stuck with it entirely. It's directed by Anesh Chaganti, who had no directing credits to his name that I could see. Nothing. And it stars John Cho, Deborah Messing, and Michelle La, which I included the daughter because she's kind of the focal point, but really it's John Cho and Deborah Messing. Yeah. And pretty- mainly John Cho. Right. So, like we kind of mentioned, it definitely sticks with the gimmick that it sells you on. And we- we've seen this gimmick before. I, I have not actually seen the movie unfriended unfriended yeah the horror movie yeah but we've seen people try and and do this i think but not to the even from the trailer i could say for unfriended not to the level of what i thought this movie did this did it better than any movie that's done it before but it's still that same gimmick yes yeah and if you have a job that you're looking at a computer screen all day and then you go to a movie to, to watch another computer screen. You, you may be turned off by the end. I mean, it's, what, two hours of... Oh, what, uh, that's like an hour 45, I think. Okay. <laughs> hey, hour, 40, uh, hour 45 <laughs> of watching somebody click around on a computer screen. I mean, it's... Yeah, but it's it's a little bit less than that, though, because, I mean, they're mixing in FaceTime. There's webcams, so it's not S- just... Still, but you, you have that same feeling. TV of, screens, YouTube streams. It's not just all... But you get you get that same... Yeah. Feel, which is what they were going for. They they wanted you to get the feel of you're looking at a computer screen the whole time. Right. And so there is a lot of, what am I supposed to be reading on the screen right now? And, and they, they do you know show the cursor and they move it really slow so you can kind of read what he's searching for and, right. and things like that. But yeah, um, for an hour 45, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the gimmick. See, I thought, I thought it was pretty lean in terms of runtime. Like I didn't, it never felt slow to me and the, the gimmick never felt, overdone or monotonous to me the movie i felt like could have gone on but i I was done with the clicking see i thought they did enough bouncing around between you know he's having facetime calls with his uh with deborah messing who's the cop with his brother um they cut to newscast because they consider that a screen too so you 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 get taken away from the desktop an, an awful lot, I thought. I mean, it does rely on that pretty heavily. I mean, when he's actually, you see him going through and using a Google spreadsheet. Yeah. There are scenes, but he's mixing that in with phone calls. And, you know, they did a very good job, I thought, of not making it feel confined to the desktop, but still staying true to that everything is done via a screen of some sort. Yeah. And I did like how they they did the intro. Uh, they showed the, the different technology over time. Yeah. Uh, logging onto Facebook and, you know, not even the first one. What was the first one? Oh, I don't. Well, it starts 
cleverly with like a Windows XP machine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's so old. You're like, oh, that's Windows XP. And then all the apps and websites that come along with it. And him filming, yeah, different scenes of yeah. his daughter growing up. And yeah. But even the small things like, um, like when it initially shows YouTube, it's YouTube's very first web design right it's not yeah. the youtube that i mean there was so much attention to detail they they did that really well yeah for somebody who has basically lived on the internet since high school and i mean my job is tied to the internet and designing things like it's i can't even express enough how like amazed i was at the attention to detail that they gave not just for how things look but how things feel and how we use them because usually when you see the internet or computers in a movie it's you know somebody mashing their elbows on a keyboard and typing out hack.exe and running it and it spits back you know a picture and they say enhance and you know it's so <laughs> ridiculously done right? right but this was done in such a ridiculously good way that it's it's how we all use it right like even small things in terms of he's trying to text his daughter and you know she's using emojis and he's he puts an exclamation mark one time and then backs it out and puts a period or he'll type a thought and then, and then back it out. And it wasn't just how it was visually displayed, but it was how we, we use it. There's no better time capsule of the age that we live in right now than this movie. You, you could show this to somebody in like 50 years and they'd be like, like if you were alive during this time, you'd be like, yeah, that, that is exactly what it was like to live in 2018 and use a computer or text or whatever. Like it, it is spot on. There's nothing wrong with it. Except for was that last program there, the video chat one. That's the only the one. The Ucast. That, yeah, that's the only one that that doesn't exist. I don't actually. I don't. I don't think it does. But it's no, very I, similar I, to every other casting app that's out there right now, whether it's Twitch or Facebook Live or. Which I, I don't know why they wouldn't have stuck with that theme of using things that exist. Yeah. You know, because that's the only one that they. Right. The only thing I can think of is that just kind of based on the subject matter and kind of how it was going. Be, they didn't want to be tied to yeah, stalker. Somebody, yeah, exactly. Somebody might <laughs> not be okay. and stalker. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing to say, oh, yeah, you're using a Google Doc spreadsheet yeah. to find the you know potential killer yeah. of your daughter. It's yeah. another thing to be like, use, yeah. use Facebook to see who she hangs out with. You know, right. it was not like, oh, yeah. here's the stalker. That's I don't want to be associated with that. Right, yeah. exactly. No, that, okay, that makes sense. But, but that's the only, all the other ones, I'm like, yeah, I know all those. And, then you go out of the theater thinking, is that a thing? Right. You know, and that's well, I know we, the concept of it's a thing, but I but that particular program, yeah, or whatever you call it, right? Service, yes, that does not exist. Yeah. So you touched on something else too. Um, the opening montage, I absolutely loved it because not only did it kind of introduce you to what the movie was going to be doing in terms of all the interfaces, like we just talked about. You know, early on, it's windows xp and the mom is setting up calendar invites and entering contacts i mean it tells the story of these people's lives in about five minutes but all through the lens of technology and it's it's entirely true i mean think about how you and i have lived our lives for the last 10 or 15 years you know we've had went from flip phones to iphones to androids and you know from desktops to laptops to tablets and all these different services that we all use to talk to each other and do this stuff and to tell that kind of story like it would do something as small, but like is so impactful as, you know, she would put, you know, mom's chemo appointment on the calendar and then mom comes home and then she'd move the mom comes home and then delete the delete. mom. And you yeah. just, without saying it, you were just like, oh man, that's so poignant. Right. And I, it's straight out of like, there's a Google commercial that kind of does that same thing where the dad's typing emails to his daughter so mm -hmm. that she'll have them. But I mean, that's just 
again, I, I can't say enough about the attention to detail that they put into this because as they're going through that timeline and trying, basically what they're trying to do is show the family growing up and the mom Dying. passing away. Right. But in the and, back, and that he has that they're used to using technology. Yeah, that they're a very yeah. tech heavy family, right. and that you kind of get later on. You get told that I think he's kind of Silicon Valley ish with his job, so he's very tech heavy in the stuff that he does. Yeah, because he was in his cube. Yeah. yeah. But it just it was done so well, and it actually it was kind of nostalgic, I think, for me because you know you'd see like addictinggames.com, or um, at one point it showed them using AOL Instant Messenger, right, which <laughs> we started using in high school, you know, stuff like that, where you're like, oh, that that's clever, that's really really good that they included that. So I really really thought the montage did it right. I mean, I think it it really got some people in the feels in our theater. I think they were just because it just jumps right into this, and you're just like, oh man, that's such a sad story to tell. But again, done so well. I, I really, really love the montage in the beginning. Yeah, I, li- I like the intro. The intro was, was done well because you you could even think even if they cut out the gimmick from here on out, they told what they needed to, yeah. to tell through that, and then we could have just a regular movie after that, right? And, and so, but that was that was done really well. Yeah, that's a great point about that. You really could have had that no matter what the movie was, right? Pretty straightforward movie, I guess, from that point on. I mean, pretty quickly, his daughter goes missing. But, you know, there's some interactions there where you're, you know, he's being kind of rough on his daughter in terms of, you know, chores that she's not doing around the house. And she's being a typical teenager and, you know, not wanting to talk to her dad on the phone. And it it all just kind of snowballs really quickly, right? Like, he gets those FaceTime calls in the middle of the night he doesn't get. And he wakes up. And it, it, it was very relatable because i felt like the steps that john cho went through like initially when he thinks his daughter might be missing is is exactly what every parent would do and i I know we see that in other movies but you always see it from like a not a narrator's point of view or like i know all movies are technically third person but you, you experience them from a distance but this one because of the way it was like telling the story you you're really in it with john cho right he's making the phone call and you're like, okay. And the text he sends go from like stern to really angry, to worried, to sad, to back to stern, you know, like I just felt like it did a really good job of, especially in those very early stages when he thinks his daughter's missing. Like I felt like that's exactly what I would do. Like if I had a teenage kid that was missing, I'd be checking, you know, find my iPhone and all these different things. And it hit, it just hit a little too close to home. Did they do that? Did you do find my phone? I think he did. I know they tracked the path at one point, but I don't remember what they were tracking. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they did. There was so much happening in that initial phase of him trying to find her by making phone calls, and it was going straight. Oh, no, they, they saw the cameras of why they sh- they showed what which way she drove. Yes, they they saw it on the camera. But there was also something where he finds out that a bunch of the people were going on a. Yeah, a trip mountain, up in the mountain, so he didn't think she had any signal, and yeah, I just. But it, the, the find my phone, you think he would have had? I feel like they might have. I don't know. It's it's hard to remember all the things that happened on the screen at the time. Um, but yeah, you would have thought that would have been one. I, and with as smart as they were about everything, everything else, else, it's yeah, hard yeah. for me to believe. Like it's not one of those movies where oh, she's in the ravine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we missed that one the done. whole time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, normally I think you and I would be like, if it was a really stupidly done movie, we'd be like, why didn't they do that? But it's so funny that you and I both think that this movie's done so smart. They're like, they had to have checked that. We're just we're just not remembering, right? It. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it all kind of snowballs from there, and and really 
you know, if you're listening to this, you've seen the movie, but all the different, I guess, gyrations that he goes through to try and find his daughter. And some of them are, you know, um, not, not, not lighthearted, but you know, there's like a sense of relief when he thinks she's on that trip. And then there's another sense of dread when he realizes she's not on the trip. Right. And it just kind of, it constantly plays with you like that, both in terms of is she alive and is she not, or where is she at? Where is she not? I think he does a good job of showing that, but as an audience, you know she's gone because yeah. that's that's the point. That's of the, the point movie. of the movie, right? And, and but, so I didn't I didn't really get yo-yoed by oh okay she's in the mountains and I'm like oh, right thank well, you you don't I guess but, you don't know like <laughs> how gone gone you know what I mean like did she go up in the mountains and that's where no, she's lost because or? I'm seeing the trailer and no I know, I know that but <laughs> but you kind of don't know where the movie's gonna go because it you know quickly there starts to be you know seeds planted that you know she wasn't happy did she run away yeah. did she get kidnapped you know what what really happened but you knew she wasn't in the mountains <laughs> you, you had a good assumption that she yes. was not in the mountains <laughs> yeah you had to at least get through that initial you know shock of he thinks she's up in the mountains and the kids tell her she's not yeah, yeah. but i definitely I, I get your point yeah but, but yeah that's but from a a roller coaster for the audience standpoint, sure. not really, but yeah. yeah. But John Cho does does that wave, right? That and, you can relate to. Yes, yeah. but I will say, I think the one yo yo moment that got everybody in the theater was when John Cho starts to piece together that he's his brother is involved somehow. Yes, yeah. Oh, I saw you last night. You yeah, know, he's like, "What is this? Right? What's well, going on?" And I even thought last night was fun. I think that that, that was <laughs> yeah. the one that yeah. Right. So the the one thing that I thought was really cool is he he found out his brother was involved from TMZ photos because TMZ had photos of the car after it comes out of the lake, and he's clicking around and zooming in on the photos that are there. Oh, and, and he, he sees, sees the hockey, hockey team shirt on the floor. So then he's like. Oh my God, because his brother's really big into the hockey team, I guess. Yeah. I was sucked into this because I just thought it was really well done. But so when we first meet the brother, he's calling John Cho because he's making some gumbo that John Cho's wife used to make. And they, <laughs> there's like a, can, a jar of weed sitting right there, <laughs> right, right in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. And he calls him out and he's like, How much are you smoking? You know, you don't really yeah. think anything of it at the time. But the thing I don't I don't know if you caught this I, I caught it after I thought about it a little bit more but John Cho's talking to his brother he's giving him the gumbo recipe you can tell John Cho's kind of annoyed with his brother doesn't really right. want to talk to him and then the doorbell rings and his brother's like I gotta go gotta go bye and hangs up and afterwards after thinking about the movie a little bit more I realized that that's that was the daughter that was the daughter going going over, over to his house and I didn't even remember that but yeah yeah right. but in the clues are all there because he's making the gumbo that her mom her mom did yeah that used to make and kind of the undercurrent that you get later on in the movie is that john cho never talks to his daughter about what about their mom or his wife her mom and that's kind of led to her resentment so she goes and talks to her uncle about it so her uncle has the weed sitting there and he's making gumbo and he gets off the phone really quickly so i thought there was there's a lot of small things in there that you don't catch until afterwards. I wish they would have. So they talk about the hockey team a few times. And I wish they would have ever had his fandom of the hockey team. I wish they would have put more into how maybe it, it's an obscure team, mm -hmm. you know, that he follows for some reason when he was that it wouldn't make sense for somebody else to be following this obscure team. Right. You know, is that you just made up a hockey team and 
are there thousands of other people in that city that also would have that shirt? Sure. You know, it's like is it a Chiefs jersey. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, right. Carson loves the Chiefs. It must be him. You yeah. know, like that. I wish they would have kind of hinted at something. That's that, true. Of, Nobody in California, you know, supports that. Well, when I was in Canada, you know, I, I love this team. Right. Something like that to make it more obscure. But you yeah, know, now given because he made that leap pretty quick of, oh, my God, my brother. Yeah, he, well, he did. But he his next step, though, wasn't just to go accuse his brother in person. Well, he looked at her. He went and read through the text. So, I mean, right. you can kind of see, I mean, he's desperate. He's searching for sure. straws. Sure. And then he checks the text. But so, yeah, you kind of mentioned this already. But <laughs> so I kind of knew that they were trying to double play the audience because it's one of those things you and I talk about. <laughs> We've said it before, the pommel horse. <laughs> you don't put a jar of weed right in front of the camera and then have the two characters Fight talk about, about it, it yeah. to not have it come back up later. It's just too ob- obscure of a reference to do that. So when he starts accusing his brother and quite literally in your face, y- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when he starts accusing his brother, the texts he reads, like you said, are like, had a great time last night. When can we do it again? I think the whole audience, not the whole audience, the bulk of the audience is thinking that what's being insinuated is the uncle's having a relationship with the niece. Right. And like, you can, I don't know if you could yeah. do it in your theater. You could feel it in the audience. Everybody was just like, oh, uh, uh, oh, this movie got yeah. different. <laughs> this movie just got real dark. And I, first off, I was like, there's no way they're going that way. Zero chance searching turns into a movie about incest. Incest, and, yeah. and I knew that the weed was coming back up. So as he was reading the text, I was trying to read them as like the double entendres that I felt like they kind of were, right? Like, okay, last night was fun. Do it again. Don't tell your dad. I'm like, okay, yes. The, check the box off. It could be sex. Could yeah. be weed. It could be weed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I kind of knew that like that's where it was going to go. I didn't go that. I, I was more of wow, they're 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 going for it here. Yeah. And so. Uh, that's what I was, I was, I guess, hoping for because you don't, you didn't expect that at all coming into this movie as something that that dark, right? Uh, and so, because you're kind of led to believe throughout that maybe she ran away on her own, you know, yes. and then also, and then now it's maybe she ran away to her uncle who may have killed her, right? Like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> right. this movie is really going down a different yeah. path, and so I, I don't know if I was just caught up in in the wow that they're doing this yeah uh, that to think about any any other options at that point yeah no i get it and I, and i think that's how almost everybody was and even even i like in the back of my head was like okay but they still might do it like yeah. i think this is about weed but i think they might go this route so that was the one yo-yo moment where i felt like everybody in the audience probably just had like that sick feeling in their stomach like oh god oh no and so he sets up cameras in his brother's apartment to catch him right which is know? how we can see it which how right which is how we can see it which would he do that or would he just run over to his brother and what the hell he wanted evidence he wanted sure. allegedly yeah so he wants evidence he said so we're watching him in the in the apartment all the same time that the detective is finding the real guy and so you see the messages coming through of we found him, whatever, and he's fighting with his brother. And I'm like, he's going to kill his brother. Yeah. Thinking this. And then that didn't happen. They found the other guy. You know, and that takes us down a different path of right. now he's a murderer of his own brother. <laughs> right. And you know, we're going to have all sorts of different layers of he's on the run or whatever, however they, sure. they, they want to do that of covering up his brother and then deleting things. And, yeah. You know, so, something like that. And I was like, gosh, this is going to go. You know, and I got real excited about that. And right. And it's like, no, it's just the weed, which they could have done his brother saying that 
you know, after he stabbed him, or sure. something, you know, as he was dying, it was just weird. And then he's like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And then sees the message. We found the guy. Yeah. And that, that would just to be two separate things. And that takes us again down another path. Right. You know, and I was kind of disappointed. They didn't, they didn't go that route. It would have been, a, it would have been a very dark movie at that point. Very, very different movie. Yes. Yeah. Very, very different. But you're right. I kind of forgot about that aspect of him getting those texts when they came in. Cause that was everything about that scene was intense. Yeah. Like, like edge of your seat, like you kind of don't know either what is happening or what's going to happen. It, none of that, nothing about that scene was overly predictable, I don't think. Well, I think if you're going to make, not make it relevant to the story, like not have him kill him or not have him do something with it, why tell you before they're even fighting that they found the guy? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, she could be calling him or whatever. I think it was to put that fear, like you said, in there that something bad was going to really happen. It, it, between him and his brother. Yes. Because yeah. you're right. I mean, why else would you do that other than to just it's like, oh, no, ratchet up the intensity? Don't kill your brother yet. Right. They found the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I genuinely think that's why you thought that this could get out of hand really quickly. The one problem I have in hindsight, though, and I know that the brother talks about not wanting to break Margot's trust and... She had relied on her uncle for support because her dad wasn't giving it to her after her mom died. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think like if if I was the brother in this situation, and let's say my brother was John Cho, and you know his daughter's coming over here. Like, I mean, at the point that she goes missing, that all kind of goes out the window. Like my promise, you, my promise mm-hmm. to the kid to never tell your dad that you're smoking weed goes out the window the minute we can't find you. Like, you know but, what I mean? But was that ever relevant? What? To finding her? No. I mean, it's not like you go over there, oh, and by the way, she told me. Well, no, but he's also not admitting that he was the last person to see her alive. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, you know could, what I'm You could have said like, she came over to my house, you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Some, I, I mean, I, I see, you know what I mean? Like, you're right. Keeping you're right. total silence is very peculiar in that sense. Like, I'm pretty sure I'd come out and tell my brother, like, hey... I saw her at this time. Well, and I probably would even say, like, you know, she's been smoking weed. I don't think she was going to go get more drugs, so it's not like she should be killed in a drug deal because she could get them from me. Yeah. But just so you know, this is what was going on. So it was really yeah. weird that the brother wouldn't just come out and say, like, I'm the last person that saw her. I forget that he was the last person. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. But I I love that scene. That was, that was very, very good. It was, he, even... Like you mentioned, the cameras that he set up. Yeah, you, you have to forgive a little bit for this story because I don't think that's very practical. And the fact that you could do it without being caught <laughs> while your brother's in the house yeah, is a little bit of a stretch, but I get it. You had to do it. <laughs> Which takes us to the guy that they caught. They, right. they, they found him. Right. And they showed a picture of the detective earlier uh, with five or six convicts. Yeah, it was a, a newspaper a, article about her good work with convicts. Yeah, and they held on that for a while, mm-hmm. on that picture. And so I'm like, okay, one of these guys did it, mm-hmm. you know, is, is my mindset. Because they're just showing work with convicts. I mean, uh, so leaving it on there, I'm trying to look at all the faces, whatever. But then when they got to the guy that um, they caught, I totally forgot about the picture. That, that he oh, was, yeah, that, 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 had, that he was even in it. Yeah, and but even though I, I mentally put a check mark there and <laughs> yeah. said, "Remember this," because it's well, going to be one like, of those guys. There's You're, like five faces though, so yeah. it's not like it's easy. But to, they do, but they do hold on yes. it for an obscene amount of time. <laughs> right. it, that if it was just a, oh, she does work with convicts, and then they take it away. You know, it was a remember these people, thinking that we might recognize one later, and I, I didn't. I totally, I, 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 I didn't it, either. It, it, le- it left my mind, and then I was like, "Yep, nope, 
That was the guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, tr- I tried to I tried to log all the things that I was remembering, but right. I, I failed. <laughs> but that, and then that's one of the the parts that fails for this movie for me is the storytelling at the end is her confession on everything. Uh, I think all of that was done sloppily. Like I'm fine with the plot of her covering up for her son and and all that and how everything even went down. But her just sitting at a table and just telling you all after they've done all these clues and everything, they could have spliced in reporters from news giving you a bit piece over here or another piece over here. It was found out that, you know, blah, 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 you know, do it differently than just, I'm just going to sit down here and then tell you everything that happened. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think they chose to splice it with something else instead. They They chose to splice it with, finding her the realization that not only is she a lie or that of what happened to her like that she's at the bottom of a ravine but that she's possibly still alive because they're they didn't really splice it that i mean it was mostly on her and then at the end of her thing oh see i thought they they jumped back and forth a few times to like the overhead shot of them turning into the ravine and then her talking No, because at the end of the thing is when she said Oh no, it's been five days. No, it's only been two or right since it's rained And, and i i think the messiest part for me with that was the timelines because she's confessing or that interview with her confession is a week after she was arrested. But in between that time is when they they found her. So by the time they're getting her confession, she's the daughter has been found and been found alive because she was, she was arrested and on the way to the place. I think what you're told is as they're taking her to the police station, you, you think the confession is after they found her. Yeah, we're just watching it. Yeah, because they say okay. they say you were arrested a week ago, but if you think about how the story is told, they say as she's in the police motorcade going to the jail, they say, "Oh, it won't matter. It's been five days anyway." And that's when John Cho says, "No, it rained three days, two days ago, or whatever." Days, yeah. So it's only been three days, and they the motorcade does the U turn and goes straight to the ravine to go find her. So that happened real time okay. after they left the memorial, but she's giving her confession later. Later, we're just watching it all. Yeah, and I, and I think that was not done as clear as it could be. I mean, they they tell you, yeah, but it's I mean, messy. And, and I didn't really care about the timeline part of it. Yeah, more of just the I'm the main villain, and here was my plot. Yeah, and so I'm going to fill in all the holes by me just sitting here and telling you. you know? Sure. And I think they could have done a lot of that differently, um, just to kind of. You get the realization through other sources, and she may have admitted something, yeah. but, but not everything. You I, know, I it, think it just, it just seemed like, okay, we don't know how to wrap this up, so we're just going to have her sit there and tell you. Well, I agree with you, and, and, and for the most part, you know, we've talked about this before, I, I genuinely don't like it when movies don't give you an opportunity to solve along the way. Yeah. But I think, in my mind, that is the concession they had to make because of the perspective of how they were telling the story because he can't find the answers to, I mean, he found as many answers as he could to who did it online. Right. And, and they led me to, so, so I got to the point where I realized that she had covered up for her son Mm -hmm. and obviously she was in on it and her son probably killed him, but I didn't know. Killed her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was a, one of those, I don't know all the details to it, um, but I, I got to who the villain was. Sure. And so you got me to that point, 
and then just t- you can bring in the details later. Yeah, so I think you could have. But... I think you could have done flashbacks, but again, I, I think the problem is that you're supposed to experience this entirely from John Cho's perspective. And yeah, the... I'm not even saying flashbacks, but there's different ways because he was paying her back for betraying her, uh, giving her money back. Right. Okay. You know, so you're talking about the son. The yeah, son. The, the motivations of the son of why he pushed her off a cliff. Well, he just, they just got into a fight. They're saying it was an accident. Yeah, but why he was there. And right. He was giving her back the twenty five hundred dollars, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I guess my point is that there, given the narrative structure that the movie takes, the audience can't really know who's who's done it before John Cho. It wouldn't really kind of work out that way, especially when it involves the solution of the cop who's been orchestrating this whole thing, who we've thought's been on his side the whole time, he only got so far as to know that the con who was allegedly the person that killed his daughter was, you know, working with or you know, had a connection to Deborah Messing. Right. And then he started to kind of piece together how she had probably misled the investigation. Only she could have done that, but he couldn't know all the orchestrations of what happened that night, how it happened. It had to come from her or, the son. I would have been fine with a son confessional. Of, sure. Because it made more sense that he felt guilty because he already felt guilty earlier about giving her the money back. Right. But you also had the overarching theme that they'd already planted of she'll do anything to protect her son, which is how this mess got Maybe there in the first place. Maybe he sent it just to John. Yeah. I mean, a I, personal I, message, <laughs> you know, and then you pull it up. Uh, you know, I, f- I feel guilty this would happen. It was an accident. You right. Know. I will say and that. And then you find out that she covered it all up. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know, right. That type of thing. And she's involved. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I will say I I wish that they had. So there's a really awkward scene where she's talking, she being Deborah Messing, the detective, is talking to John Cho on FaceTime about the investigation or whatever. Right. And the son opens the door and comes in, and she like turns around and immediately like snaps his head off, and she's like, "I'm handling this or whatever." Which she, is which was weird. Yeah, it was a weird thing to say. It, you wouldn't like if my kid busted in, I would say, "What are you doing in here?" I'm talking, I'm on the phone, go, go away. I wouldn't be like, I'm handling this. Like, so, I mean, that stood out as really weird, but I kind of went down, as soon as that happened, I kind of went down the path of, oh, well, maybe her son's got some involvement, but they never gave you, as far as I could tell, any kind of even nugget that those kids went to school together or, cause you don't get Mm -hmm. the impression that she's even, I mean, how would you know whether she even lives in the same city or. Right. The only thing that you get from the son is involved is the story about uh, her son, her covering up yes. for her son stealing from the neighbors. Right. But you take that as more of a sign of a mother would do anything for their kid. Uh, right. Uh, John Cho, she's kind of using that to relate to John Cho as a parent. So you never take it as any kind of indication that the son is involved. But I would have liked to have seen them give you some sort of indication like, that maybe the reason she volunteered for the case wasn't because it was just a missing person, but, oh, you know, my son goes to that school and I really want to help you. You know, even that would have been something to make you even think that the son could have been involved. But to me, that one came, the only reason it didn't come so far out of left field is because he's the detective's son. But otherwise, he's not, like he didn't show up in the, the call list that he made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, give you something to think that, okay, the son could be, and maybe he it. was in some of those pictures. Yeah, I think and I read something. I don't, on, I don't even know what this one looks like, to be honest. I, I agree with you. <laughs> well, they, they show him. I think the only shot you see of him clearly is like you know, on like an online news thing where they like son or mom confesses to protect son or something like that. 
and him walking in the room, which, which I don't, again, I, I have no idea who. Yeah, it, it was you. very shadowy. It could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I think you have valid complaints for sure about how it was kind of spelled out in the end. I just think that the movie chose to tell its story a certain way and that kind of pigeonholed them. And I think they, it was kind of give and take. Like, if we're going to tell the movie like this, yeah. we have to be okay with a big expository explanation of what happened at the end and yeah, take I, it for what it is. I didn't like that part. And I also didn't understand why or how she convinced some guy to confess and then kill himself. That's the big question mark for me, too. Because So you and I talked right after the movie, and I kind of was going the route of he didn't kill himself, she killed him. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. They say on the newscast that the, he it. recorded it and it's all on video, but they're just not showing you that piece on TV because it's too violent. So then I was like, "Yeah, how do you, how do you convince somebody to, to kill themselves?" Yeah, I don't I don't understand how that worked. I kind of wish that they had said that like the gunshot happened off camera or something like that, or maybe maybe you show the full video and because like he maybe he wanders off and then you hear the gunshot off camera. But he says. That's why he's killing himself. No, I know. I, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah. like, you, you could you have could, changed yeah, that could, whole thing to yeah. still say the the guy, the suspect, killed himself, but that he wanders off camera or whatever, and then you hear the gunshot. So then you're left open the possibility that Deborah Messing was standing off camera and shot the guy instead of. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I I haven't seen anybody come up with a good answer for that one yet either. Okay. Yeah, I haven't looked. But, yeah. But yeah, that that was the the weird part of wait. Right, it's one thing to get him to confess to something, but, yeah. But to have him kill himself and right. confess is, seems weird. Yeah, and again, I, I still find myself wanting to give the benefit of the doubt to the movie because it's so damn detailed and everything that it did <laughs> that it's like surely they would have not lost track of something like that obvious. Like it's one thing to make a concession, like we're talking about with the explanation. It's another right. thing to have an oversight on something where every last web page that was up had extra meaning in it and stuff like that. So I, I don't know on that one either. Well, I have no doubt that you'll see this again. So on your next viewing, you can, yeah. you can let me know so, what you come up with. <laughs> I will say, though, I, I like the movie a lot. I don't know that it has much rewatchability past maybe the, the second watch because it's just something that, I kind of likened it to gravity when I walked out of the movie theater. Like it's a really cool experience the first time. And it's really hard to detach the movie from the experience, but yeah, yeah, to watch it gravity and IMAX and 3d even. Yeah. Uh, like that was the one movie that you do that with. Right. And I mean, be, beyond that, it's an okay movie, but it's not a five star movie after that. No. Right. My, yeah. my experience with gravity the first time was five stars. Phenomenal. Right. But it probably dropped to a three, three and a half when I watched it on my TV. I was like, oh, right. same movie? It's like seeing somebody, it's like the Seinfeld episode where he sees her and thinks she's in pretty. The daylight. In the daylight. Yeah, and then the light, you're like, ugh. But I, I think that's that's fine. It's okay to do that because some movies are like that. It's the experience. You can never replicate that first experience. And I think searching is going to be a little bit like that too, where you, you'll never replicate that first experience of not knowing, of, of, of seeing how they execute this movie the first time. I do think the second viewing will be great in the sense of not necessarily the movie enjoyment, but the Easter egg hunting. Right. I mean, uh, it, you're going to be looking for anything and everything you can to connect dots on the second viewing. And I, and I bet in those Facebook photos where you show her by herself somewhere, I bet the sun somewhere in that picture yeah. looking at her or, right. or something like that that you would never pick up. So somebody caught this. I saw it on Reddit, I think, and I, I don't know how true it is, but when he's going through those contact cards to find some people that she's friends with, there's one in there that says that the boy has a crush on Margot, 
but I guess it doesn't have the same last name as the detective. So we're not quite sure if maybe the son has a different last name. I don't, I don't know. It, but there's stuff oh. like that, you know, that people are picking apart. And the other thing I, I caught online because I didn't catch this was, I guess, on all the news articles that he looks at online, there's a running theme of NASA finding alien life. <laughs> like it starts <laughs> out with like on one article, it's like NASA sends a probe. And then on another article, when he's looking at it, there's like NASA finds something or other. And then NASA to hold big news conference, NASA confirms alien life found. Like there's all these, you know, cause it's just a little blurb down on the website, but like somebody in the movie theater caught that and was like, Hey, did you guys notice that there's this whole running theme of alien life? <laughs> and they said that actually the comment that I read said that it messed with them. They thought that they were going to have an alien type movie. Well, that Margot got abducted by aliens because they're sitting there <laughs> reading this thinking like, Oh, okay. But yeah, it was a much better movie. <laughs> it just ended up being like a giant Easter egg to, to go with. But yeah, I, I I genuinely like the movie. The only other thing I'll I'll say from, um, so a, a couple of other things I guess I want to bring up before we move on to our last questions. Did you notice that the mascot of the high school was the catfish? Yes. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, somebody's getting catfish. I mean, you're having an online movie. How can we not do this? And then when that one username was fish and chips, the fish and chips. Yeah. And also, if you're online enough. You can tell the difference between a fake photo and a real photo, and the the photo of the redhead from Fish and Chips was clearly a stock photo. Right. Like if you've used, we, we, we thought that as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody puts that much effort into their profile picture. It, it's ridiculous. But, and that also reminds me that that moment where he connects the fact that Fish and Chips is fake because of the memorial stock photo page. Did you think she was dead? Who the fish and chips girl? Yeah, no, I, I knew it was a stock photo model. I but it was on the memorandum, you know, site, and I was like, is this an example of somebody who had died? You know, and so it has all these these pictures of a dead girl, you know, from this memorandum that, and I was like, oh, they're using it. And they go, oh, she's a dead girl, and someone stole her identity. Right? No, because I was like, why use the the dead girl site? Yeah, you know, to pull the picture from. No, that that's funny. I uh, I, I didn't do that because I I. I pegged it pretty early even and from the first time we saw it as a stock photo so i was like i kind of know but what what they did a good job of throwing me off was that they then said that deborah messing went and talked to that person out in pittsburgh and it was a real person so i was like oh okay well you know she could have been using a fake photo but real person so they completely threw me off on that yeah and the drag and drop image into google yeah i didn't know you could do that yeah so, so I, I still haven't Learned yet, but I was, like, I was like, you can do that. <laughs> right. And so I guess you can do it with famous people. Can you do that with normal people? Yeah. Uh, you can do it with any picture. It's a, it's a Google image search. You can take any image and it'll search the internet to see if it can find that image. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm going to hunt some images. <laughs> the things you learn. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was really good. And that was another moment of dread that I thought was palpable in the theater when he's piecing together like you may have already got it that it was a stock photo but he's getting it right because he pulls them up side by side right and the other again attention to detail that i thought was really cool was he doesn't go like oh aha and goes straight back to ucast like he tries like two or three other searches right he's like where you could tell he's not Mm -hmm. saying that loud but like where have i seen this picture before where have i seen this and he has to go back to the ucast to see it okay so he's going through ucast right Mm -hmm. and she has what 30 minutes of of stuff that, mm-hmm. that she's recorded the last time, and then you know it goes. So it goes back in time. If you're searching for clues, 
wouldn't you listen to the whole thing before oh, clicking yeah. on the next one? Oh, sure. And so he starts clicking through and like, why don't you finish that? Especially <laughs> right. the one she did right before she died or yeah. disappeared. I was like, Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was like, that one is like, I would listen to the whole thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that was just nitpicking at that point. But it's a fair question or a comment. The other thing, again, I know I keep hammering home the attention to detail, but the other thing too that was so true about living in this day and age was all the comments that he got, like on Twitter, like you did it, you killed her, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the dad did it. Yeah. yeah, and all the conspiracy theories. I mean, that's that's just way too real for the world we live in these days. And right. then even as far as like, um, you know, you saw the people saying like thoughts and prayers and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's a whole thing now. And then the one person he talked to, the girl in the school who I don't even know her, don't know her, and then you know has the Facebook video crying. We were best friends. Like it, it's so perfectly encapsulated, not just the internet, but that the whole our whole culture around it that I think that is partially why I enjoyed the movie so much. Cause it just, it, it got so much right about that. And then it told, I thought a, a pretty decent thriller story inside of that. So, so what'd you rate it? So and I, why? And why? <laughs> yeah. So I gave it a three. Okay. And so I liked, so they, they did the gimmick thing uh, and did it well. I hope the gimmick thing dies with this movie. Um, I don't think you'd do it better than what they've done. And I think anything going forward will be very annoying. Uh, and so I hope it dies with this. You know, they, they tried it out with uh, Unfriended. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I think you mastered it with this, to say the least. And, um, but I, I think it takes away from the movie by the end where you're just word vomiting everything that happened. So I, I equate it to Along Came a Spider, if you've ever seen oh, that. Oh, come on. Get out of here with that. <laughs> to where you just, and to think, and they just have this but, exposition of what just <laughs> happened the entire movie. But the difference between Along Came a Spider is it, it had no reason to, to give it in that way. I feel like searching has a reason why it needs to give it to you that way. Because it chose to tell a story, like you said, in a very unique way, and it perfected the way that it wanted to tell it. Along Came a Spider was just a bad movie. Yeah, and they just two guys out, out back decided to tell you the entire plot of the movie right. at the end because you we didn't really have a way to go with this <laughs> we're just gonna let it all out here right so i think you and i have agreed a lot on this podcast on this episode yeah but we're not really landing in the same place where we rated this but i mean i think it's fair to say that you know i i see a concession that needed to be made for the ending and yeah. you probably don't necessarily see it that way. You think they still could have tidied up the ending in, in a not so word vomity way. Not a word vomity way. Even the happy ending part of it. I mean, not to be maybe that way. <laughs> you but, want violence? More violence uh, in one movie? You want the I, girl to be dead? You want the brother did, to be dead? I just don't need all happy bow. You know? <laughs> no, you, know. You, you've now said that you want the daughter who they found alive to be dead, and you wanted him to kill his brother. To kill his brother <laughs> and just take it down a direction that I didn't even know existed before walking into that theater. You, you just yeah. want a finger snap to wipe out half of them? Is that really half what of you them, want? Half, half the characters that we saw. <laughs> Never knew you had this morbid dark streak in you. I thought I was the one that always wanted the weird stuff to happen. It's just the... I mean, movie searching, guy searching for his daughter, you expect the happy ending of he yeah, finds her do. and then the bad guys are caught and no harm, no foul. Sure. You know, and that's what happened. Yeah. And so it didn't, it was a gimmick movie that stayed with the pretty much the tropes of everything. I did like some of the twists and turns that they did in it to, to throw you off, but in, in the end, it, it leaned out of three. So it's better than average, but you mentioned rewatchability. 
probably is pretty low. It is. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And so it ends up getting a three. All right. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment was when he thinks that it's his brother. Yeah. And so when, when you're going down that, like that's that's the, oh my gosh, this movie's about to get real. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and that's that was that was my favorite part. Okay. All right. So what's one thing you would change then? So if I could only change one thing, I would have had him kill his brother. Because that would change the entire rest of, of the movie. But yeah. but to keep everything within the same parameters, just the confession at the ending, I would have spliced that up differently, whether news or you know, get some piece here and some piece there and just break it up differently. So, okay. Um, which one? So if you had to keep the confession, but the brother dies or the brother lives and you change the confession, which, which are you saying? I would kill the brother. <laughs> You're so morbid. <laughs> I just think it comes out, it just changes the dynamic of the movie if he's so enraged and he thinks his brother is. But you have to write so much else different after that. Oh, right? yeah. You well, which just... I'm fine with. Right. And so okay. it just goes differently. All right. You know? uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's and, it's and, your thing to change. And maybe they find the guy. He, he was the real guy that killed his daughter, but we have a new set of problems of I just killed my brother. Right, and, I mean, so, and so now we're going down that path. And so so I, we we stop searching so much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we go somewhere this else. could quickly go the path of the mist, right? Because I could see a scenario where he kills his brother, mm-hmm. and then they find the guy, find the girl, find the guy. They think they find the body of the girl. No, you can find her alive. No, no, and I, he's sitting there over his dead brother's body. No, see, see, like, I, oh my god! I, and then, I was and then, going and then end cut. So see, I'm going even darker. I'm saying. <laughs> He kills the brother, and they think that, or so let's say maybe he even kills the guy he thinks killed his daughter, and then they say that they find her body out in the ravine, and he's so distraught that he kills himself, <laughs> but then she's alive. <laughs> he finds her body, which is alive. We didn't, right. you didn't get the second text. Right. Or maybe, oh, by the way, she's alive. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere <laughs> like that. So uh, that's my missed ending. That's your missed ending? Yeah. All right. So would you see this theater or couch? I guess, what would you tell people, theater or couch? I'd say couch. Okay. I'd say couch. Pay or wait for free, which I think I know the answer to that now. Um, it, it's, yeah, I'd wait for free. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a Netflix thing for me. Yeah. Uh, popcorn movie or art house film? Uh, popcorn movie. Did you have to think about that at all? Yes. Yeah. Um, I could, I mean, it's kind of artsy. I mean, we're on a computer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I could switch that. I, well, I didn't. I could I, be convinced. So I, I'll spoil mine. I mean, I went popcorn too. Oh my gosh! Already, <laughs> I haven't even asked you the question yet. But like, uh, yeah, I had to kind of think about it. I mean, it, it's not pretentious. I think that was no. the thing that we that got it, it for me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So are you giving it an Oscar or a Razzie? Uh, I don't think there's an Oscar performance in this, so it'd be. I mean, I don't know if there's a hey. Well, they have like best editing and stuff. I don't think it was edited. Well, how could it not be not edited well? I mean, think of all the editing that went into, like, the splicing of the screens. and If you want to give it a best editing Oscar, sure. Okay. fine. Whatever. I know. I'm just saying that in this binary thing, I mean, a Razzie is as bad as it gets, and Oscars is as good as it 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 won't get a televised Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) This question is more about if you were forced to give it something, what would you give it? So you're saying something about this is bad enough to give it a Razzie. Yes. You'd rather die on that hill. Than give it an Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's an... I mean, again, a televised Oscar. <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of... I didn't think John Cho was bad. 
I mean, I, I don't would, think it's better. I don't think it was great. Well, no, but I would rather die on the hill of giving him an Oscar. I'd rather defend oh, no, that no, no, stance no. than giving him a Razzie. No, I, I think a lot of some of the scenes are for, like when he's fighting that guy in the movie theater. Oh, I thought that was fine. And, and just and even when he was telling her to take out the trash, I just didn't think he did. Oh it. man, I don't know. He came across as a typical dad. I mean, I saw a lot of myself and the things he was saying and doing. So and apparently, you're a bad actor. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not saying he's. I will a, fully I'm not saying, admit that. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying it's not an Oscar worthy performance. Okay, that's fine. If you liked Blink, you would like this movie. I said The Call with Halle Berry. Another one I haven't seen. It's uh, it, she's a nine one one operator. And so it's kind of that from a distance trying to figure out what happened. And I mean, it's it's not that good of a movie. But sure. If, but if you like that one, I think you'd really like this one. Sure. Um, I think it's worth seeing if it's on TV. <laughs> but, but really, what'd you it, rate it on Letterboxd? I don't remember. Okay. I'd be remember. interested to know. It's, it's, it's maybe two and a half, maybe a two. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a big difference for you, right? Because isn't it two is, it not is. worth watching again? Two is not worth watching again. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you could you could stand it the first <laughs> Everything's time. Everything's worth seeing once, at least. <laughs> you can give it a shot. Ugh. Of course. All right. So what'd you give it? I gave it a four. So I, again, I think we're we're pretty in line, I think, with what we think about the movie. It's just, um, I mean, there's not a lot to really argue about. We we just, I think we see a lot of the same stuff. We just walk away with it feeling a little bit different. Um. I just think I I can forgive the big explanation at the end because of how it tells its story. It tells it so well and in a way that I thought was intense and well crafted. All of, you know, all the things that make a great movie that yeah, you know, you had to cut a corner somewhere. You you can't make a movie like this with this kind of approach and not have to sacrifice something. Something's got to give when you're going gimmicky. But I thought they did it really well and I I've harped on all the attention to detail. I agree with you. Um nobody should really ever try and do this again because I don't see how it could be done better. Better, right. And it's just going to feel like a retread. So uh, I give it a four. I really enjoyed it. I like the performances. I, I'm curious to watch it again, like I said, from the Easter egg standpoint. But you're right. Rewatchability is a little low. That that first time experience, like when, when you watch this, if you haven't already for some reason, the first experience, you get one crack at this. And there's going to be nothing like the first experience. Yeah. And, uh, you said I'm right, but you brought up the rewatchability first, so okay. You're, so you're right. Yeah, I'm right in a circular <laughs> way. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, so your favorite moment, the opening montage. I, I think you have that's a, good. You yeah. have a good point on the brother, but I mean, it, it's kind of the yo-yo effect that we talked about in this movie. On one hand, you have this opening montage that's, um, you know, takes you on a whole journey of lightheartedness. You feel good, and then oh my god, you want to cry. And then the other one, though, the, the brother scene is fantastic. But the, the opening montage just really set the tone for everything. It's so creative. Like you said, even if it was just, you know, I like watching opening credits and end credits of movies because sometimes, especially Marvel, they do them really cool with really stylized stuff. And like you could have just, you know, this could have been a little short film in and of its own. It's so right. fantastic. No, it's really good. Yeah. Anyway, so what would you change? I, I, I touched on this slightly because I struggled to come up with something that I would change because even though it's, I don't think it's perfect. I have some issues with it, which is why it's not five stars, but there's still not a lot I would change. I really would have liked to have seen Deborah Messing's son introduced in some way that you could have thought he was a suspect before the end. Um, And I get that maybe you're supposed to suspect that Deborah Messing could have been a suspect, but I I don't know. I guess I just feel like putting her son even in the same school something very very tiny to at least give you the option to think that he could have been involved which would have implied deborah messing i think would have given you that shot to to play along with us with with the solving of the crime and 
to me, that hurts more than the explanation. I'm okay with the explanation at the end. I'm less okay with the fact that I can't play along and guess. I was just kind of along for the ride. And while that's fun in this movie, it's just, you always like to guess. You, you always want, want to be the be guy able... that said, I had it. I ha- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so theater or couch? I say theater, if only because, you know, I got on my high horse about a movie a while back on one of the earlier episodes. I can't remember which one. I think it was Mr. Rogers or uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, where I was like, you know, go support these movies that don't always get the support. Searching was not uh, widely released. I, we couldn't even find it at the AMC movies out here. Somehow our B&B theaters got it, but, but AMC did not. It got it late. Okay. And so. But we're, you know, it's it just didn't get a lot of love going into it. So when you find these rare movies that, you know, we weren't even sure that we were going to be able to see it. You know, we previewed it. We're like, well, it's limited release. Can we find it? Maybe we won't. So when you find these movies and they surprise you and they're, they're as good as you thought they could be, I think they're worth supporting from a, a movie standpoint. Like, do I think that your experience will be less on the couch? Eh, probably not. The only thing you'd really be missing is like that collective sense of dread and stuff that you get when you're in a theater surrounded by other people. But I, I generally think that the experience won't change much from couch to theater. And you mentioned expectations, and I think it did exceed my expectations from the trailer. The trailer didn't do anything for me at all. Yeah, you were uh, pretty low on this on the preview. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, okay, agreed. He, he's going to search for his daughter and find his daughter. And find, I mean, essentially what happened, it was just done better than, yeah. than what I thought. Right, so I will, I, will, I will give it that. The one thing I would say about the theater, though, is that you need to watch it on a big TV. Because there's a lot of detail in those web all interfaces. The, all the different and, windows that yeah, are open. Yeah, so like if you're watching it on a 32-inch TV and you're halfway across the room, like you just won't even get any of that. But on the big screen, it's all there in front of your face. So that would be another reason why I would probably say theater would help a little bit. And so if you go to the theater, I'm assuming you're going to pay for it? Yep. Okay. And popcorn movie or art house film? I spoiled that one. Popcorn. And Oscar Razzie? Kind of spoiled that one, too. I'd give it a... Editing uh, and editing <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, if I had to plant my flag on the hill and fight off a bunch of people, I would say you'd have a hard time finding uh, a better assembled movie, given what it was trying to do. Yeah, you know what that means. Okay. So, <laughs> if you liked what, you would like this movie. This was... I really struggled with this, because it's such a unique movie. I think you have, based on what you told me about the call and what I remember from the previews and trailers, I think that's a... That's Sounds like a very good comparison. I had to go Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, if only from the sense of there's like this distrust of the police and are they doing their work in terms of finding their lost kids and fathers taking their um, the the search for their kids into their own hands, which John Cho kind of does. From a storytelling standpoint, it couldn't be any different. But there's still that same like guttural feelings of rage and loss and stuff and searching for kids. So there's some thematic things that are the same, and, I guess. And holding on to a lead that you think is right yeah. and it's not. And, but, yeah. But really going full at it. Yeah. I can yeah. See that. So I, I had to skew from the. So you kind of went more of the storytelling mechanism with Halle Berry sitting on a phone call, not being able to do much. I, I didn't have the luxury of seeing that movie. So I kind of had to morph into the more like fathers trying to find their kids, lost hope bad leads all right. that kind of stuff so that's why i go prisoners cool yeah all right well as usual you can check us out at twoviewsmovies.com but please go out to the app stores um, whether that's google play or google podcasts or apple podcasts and subscribe to us so that you get our episodes downloaded right to your phone don't even have to go out and check the sites and then if you like what you're hearing definitely leave us a rating but even better go one above that maybe leave us a, a review just a couple words good job you guys doing great 
Those will really help us out. We're really trying to get the word out now that we're uh, 54 episodes into this thing. So we appreciate any, any love you can throw our way. We will catch you next time. Thank you.